Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, empowerment coach and spiritual feminist. Today, I have the deep pleasure of sharing time with Mary McDonald, also known as Stella Mack. Before we begin, let me tell you a little bit about Mary. She is passionate about innovative education and business through the lens of a feminine paradigm that incorporates creativity, storytelling, and conversation. Mary works as a coach and a consultant, and she is the director of Cosmic Cowgirls and co-director of Color of Woman. She gleefully applauds the reverent and the irreverent existing side by side. She is a true sacred feminine revolutionary who creates opportunities for women and girls to transform their lives through transformational creativity, creating sacred community where women's voices are heard, valued, and respected, especially by themselves. Welcome, Stella Mack. Hi, Joni. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're so welcome. You were one of the first people I thought of when I had the inspiration to create this podcast, and that is because of all your work at the forefront of educating about the feminine paradigm. So I would love if you could share some about that with our listeners today. Thanks, Tony. Yes, the feminine paradigm for me is a very important way for us to, as women, to lead our lives because we have been surrounded for much too long with the uh, male paradigm of doing business and leading our lives, which is, you know, based on what the bottom line is, which is usually the bottom line of money. And that I truly and believe in and passionately uh a believer that the feminine is what is going to heal the planet. And so for me, what what are the elements of the feminine paradigm is it's really about creating your life with intention and from the place of heart and the place of service. It's really about creating our businesses with the qualities of the feminine, which is, you know, so many things, collaboration, empathy, nurturance, about community building, relationship building, which is just, you know, to name a few. And for me, it's really about creating your life and business that's in alignment with your vision and your core uh, core values, right, which allows us to align our decisions and our choices using our values, what we say is most important for us in our lives, as a filter of choice. And so it's... you know, part of what happened for me is being in the business world, the corporate world, uh, whether it was not-for-profit or um, profit, it's uh, being that women's value wasn't appreciated. 
that the qualities that we bring weren't valued, that there's still a glass ceiling when it comes to women's involvement uh, in changing the world in the corporate environment. So that for me is the basis of the feminine paradigm and why I think it's just so important that that's how we create our businesses. Yes, and I, I love that. And I as I listen to you, I wonder about the whole issue of women often holding both the space for family, you know, family and family life in a different way than many of their male counterparts, maybe not all, but many, and then being in a corporate environment where that is um, supposed to be, pardon me, checked at the door, so to speak, and not interfering with what's going on in the workplace. Have you seen that or... You? <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, those are the reasons that I just ran away from the the corporate world and why women have been leaving the corporate environments, you know, for the past decade in hordes and that the majority of new businesses are, are by women because I, we're all just um, sick and tired of it, right? And And I think that corporations, they do it so successfully where they, they – they can see where it's going and they can see what's happening. And so they use the language, they use the uh, beliefs and ideas about the feminine and creativity in the workplace and if, and whether or not they are aligning that with the actions that they're taking with women uh, is another story. You know, and that's the other thing for me, Joni, that really pisses me off, frankly, is uh, when entrepreneurial uh, businesses and that are led by women are using the language of the feminine, using the language of spirituality, using the right words to do the same type of business models that men have been using, you know, since the 40s and the 50s. And that, uh, um, I, I think that that is coming quickly that women are understanding and seeing that that's what's happening. As my friend Sue Hoya Sellers used to say, it's the male paradigm and they're just putting a dress on it. Yes. Yes. And I I guess I would say from my perspective um, that I do think that so many women are still awakening or having a dawning awakening to what, to what, is the feminine or what is, um, you know, what is that aspect that is different? I, I don't know if, you know, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that not everyone um, knows, and then there are certainly maybe women who are using it in a more calculated way, but it seems like we have so internalized the values of achievement at all costs and, um, you know, that perfectionism in a way that I associate with the patriarchy, that it, it's hard to tease out um, what the feminine is. Does, does that? No, and I agree with you 100%. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's a calculation. I think that that's what we're taught. This is the way to succeed. This is how to make money. 
You know, money, again, is the bottom line, and this is how we go about doing it. And so I read a quote about uh, advertising is the last bastion of the patriarchy. You know, because in back in the 40s and the 50s is where, you know, the television and the radio advertising and the direct mail campaigns and all of that began, which, you know, was telling us we didn't have enough. You know, that we wanted more stuff, that in order to be successful, we needed to, you know, be like the Joneses and look like Hollywood and do all of those things. And that type of behavior in the marketing and the advertising world is still going on, right? And again, it's it's from what we know and what has has been successful, because it is successful. There's no doubt about it. Do I think that's shifting and changing? Absolutely. I do. Yeah, and it's it's very fear driven. Yes, the idea of lack and the fear it, it feeds on our insecurities, um, and I, I certainly see that. For example, with my daughter, who mm-hmm. um, is coming of age and so tuned in, even though she's been educated in a you know in a much different way than probably you or I she has a level of consciousness about the messaging and there's a part of her that's still um, feeding on that messaging about needing to you know look a certain way or have certain things so it's it's very insidious yeah because it's that sense of wanting to belong Right, wanting to be part of something, and so we can have stand for something and want to claim it, but it's very difficult, especially as a young woman, a young girl going into womanhood, you know, where you want to fit in. Because yeah. that's what we're told to do is that we're supposed to fit in. You know, and that's one of the things for me around when I talk about the feminine paradigm. I think it's so crucial that women's voices and women's offerings are out in the marketplace so that we can get because all of the images that we're seeing all of the messaging that we're getting come from the perspective of the patriarchy you know and and it's fearful to go out there and be visible it's fearful to use our own voices because from a cellular perspective and a historical perspective and a DNA perspective, we've seen our ancestors, you know, be burned at the stake and killed for using their voices and their offerings and their their medicines in the world. And so it is a scary thing to do. And I think that we're doing it in, in increasing numbers and it's it's just everywhere and i think that the 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 patriarchal overculture sees that and that's why there's a lot of blowback now right we're getting a lot of negativity around the feminine because they know we're here and we're not going away right and we are right we're not staying quiet and we're not being nice anymore and right. that is why, for me, the word revolutionary is is apropos, <laughs> because right. it, it is revolutionary as women to embody our ancient wisdom, to embody our gifts, 
and our knowledge and not to be in your face about it necessarily, although sometimes there's a place for that, but really to just stand in the fullness of who we are. Yes, in fullness of who we are as individuals, and each of us are different, right? And to be, which the diversity of of who we are, our opinions, our gifts, our way of bringing our gifts into the world, that's so beautiful. You know, and there are people that are out there waiting for us to put up our hand and give our offerings and come to the marketplace. We're the exact perfect person for that, and they're just waiting for us. Right. And I remember when I was just starting out and hearing you say that, it gave it gave me the courage and the permission to, you know, to to step in to step Mm -hmm. into the waiting pool and um, risk putting out, you know, what I'm passionate about and what my contribution is. And there may be women who are listening that are sitting at home with a brilliant idea and passionate um, inspiration. And for me, it's really important that they get this message that, you know, it's important that you – Use your voice and express your gifts, and sometimes it's in a professional business manner, and sometimes it's just within your family or your community. But to mm-hmm. it, it's important; it's vitally important. Absolutely, and when we talk about revolution and we talk about you know the feminine paradigm or business or whatever it is, it's like our overculture also gives us the idea that we have to do these, you know major things you know we have to cause world peace you know and yes we all want to cause world peace to do something and to stand for something in our own community whether that's in front of one person or five people or a hundred people a thousand people whatever it is it makes a difference Mm. yes absolutely you know it's our holding our piece of the red thread as we say in my community of cosmic cowgirls and color of women you know, it's just about if we all just held our own piece of the red thread and dealt with that as opposed to, as we as women, we have a tendency to want to take care of everybody. You know, and it's just like taking care of ourselves and that old adage of putting the oxygen mask on ourselves first so that then we can help other people. I think that it's just... You know, I think that's why there's so many uh, workshops and things out there around self-care. Absolutely, self-care and self-love—that that that seems to be um, those are very popular these days and very necessary because we we are predisposed to be giving and to care for, and as you have been known to say, which I so appreciate, that it's best if we're giving from the saucer that our teacup is sitting in, that there's so much overflowing we have something to give rather than giving from the saucer or giving from the teacup. Absolutely. We want to give from the overflow and because then, then we're, feed, we're getting fed and we're feeding others, right? It's about... When I talk about being in service to other people, it's not about being a, 
a servant where we don't worry about ourselves. It's about that we have a gift, we have an offering, we have something that we think will support and help other people to be the best person they want to be and to help their people in their community, and which again comes to the money piece, right? Where women, that's one of the biggest things when I'm working with women individually is they undervalue and underprice themselves. It's that we we think that what we have isn't of value or we find it very difficult to, uh, you know, the, I hear this all the time, you know, sell myself. And it's like it's not about selling ourselves, right? It's about reframing and relooking and recontextualizing about the fact that we have these gifts. It's an exchange that these, whoever our people are, that they – our our offerings, our gifts will help them in the transformation of their own life. We're doing this for each other the same as when we purchase somebody else's whatever it is that is making our lives different and better. Yeah. It's, it feels like a gift. It doesn't feel like, oh, my God, I have to pay this person money. It's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm a different person now. I've shifted in some way. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I I just want to add that I have had a recent realization, which for me has been huge around this whole piece about valuing. Um, and in part, it's that my services and my offerings and my business really um, in putting that out to the world that it's that it is about the service or the, the change, but it really is not about me per se. You right. Know, the, the, um, it's not about me, which is so freeing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. It's about the person that you're in service to, right? Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It is. Yes. And it's about the change that they're seeking. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, you know, when I was in the not-for-profit world and when we were making decisions, you know, you always brought it back to, you, you know, because everybody came from a different perspective depending on, you know, what department they were in. And the bottom line was always what's the best decision for the people we support, and, and yeah. so that's one of the things in my coaching practice I ask women to, you know, it's really important to know who you're in service to. What are their needs? What will make them happy? What What's it about? So I even have them do an exercise where they, uh, it's like their um, muse council. So they have, you know, two or three of the people that they're in service to or that they want to be in service to. You know, there's lots of names that people um use for it, right? Your audience, your um, um, avatar, uh -huh. right? What, whatever that is, and get to know them really, really well so that if you're making a decision, you go deep and ask them, is this, is this what you need? Is this what you want? Is this what will make a shift and a transformation in your life? And, you know, for me, it's also about the feminine paradigm is about being 
in community with the people you want to be in community with. You know, like so many of us, and I, I did this when I first started doing um, this work from a different perspective, which was, you know, bringing the intentional creativity piece of it into it. It was like, okay, I'm going to be coaching on this. And people would say, want to hire me, and I'd be like, oh, yes, okay. You know, I need money. Of course I will. And it's like, no, right? I don't. I do, I want to be in community with people that I really believe in what they're doing and I care about them deeply. Yeah. And so I get we get to make that choice of who we want to be in service to and who we want to work with. We get to be we get to make choices based on how we want to live our life, how we want to show up, you know, and we're told so often about you have to do this and this and this and this and this and go on to social media 20,000 times and write, you know, 12 emails and, you know, what, does it work? That's what I was saying earlier. Yes, it does work. But if that's not how you want to, it's not in alignment with your values and how you want to show up in the world, then that's not what you do, right? It's about... Or if it's not good for you. Right. I mean, if it's if it's not good for your soul and your spirit to to operate your business in that fashion, then you need to find a way that fits and works. Right. And we we're talking about earlier, right? I mean, this this work for me again in the feminine is about coming from our heart. Right. It's where we're led by our heart, and we take the actions through our mind and our body. And so. If if this is in alignment with our heart, so am I making this decision out of fear or am I making this choice out of love? And then that, again, is another filter for choice in the same way that our values are. So I can say, okay, if I make this choice or this decision, is it in alignment with what I say is most important to me in my life? Is it in alignment with me wanting to come from a place of love? instead of fear is it in alignment with what i say my vision is that in a year's time i want to be uh, living here and doing this and hanging out with these people and making this kind of money and whatever that is for us as individuals yes and all of that requires i want to go back to a statement you said earlier about saying yes to an opportunity to work even though it was not a good fit for you. So right. to to me it says finding those places of fear within us that might say, um, you know, in order to earn a living it's going to be hard or, you know, in order to earn money, just hidden beliefs that may be lurking in the background that make it hard for us to fully believe that to pursue what we value most can be compensated, you know, that we can generate income and be in complete alignment with who we are, that we don't have to sell ourselves or ourselves. No, not at all. And it's really important for us to be really honest with ourselves. Like if making a million dollars is really important to you, then that's in alignment with your values. Right? If making, you know, $50,000 and working three days a week is in alignment with your values, that's perfect for you. It's just being really clear about 
what that is and doing the work that we need to do to uncover those hidden beliefs. Yes, exactly. And, yeah, there's such freedom in that, and it allows us to really pursue directly both our passion and to be of service in the ways that we're being called to. Yeah, and it's really being clear about what success means for us. What does that what does that look like in terms of everything, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, financially? And also, how much is enough? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, you ask just people, it's like, oh, I want to make a million dollars. It's like, okay, well, this is what's – these are the actions that's needed in order to make a million dollars. It, oh no, I don't want to do that. Okay, let's relook at at that then. What what is enough? Right, and factoring in flow and abundance related to time management mm-hmm. and rhythm and time with people that are important to you and all, all those other pieces of the puzzle of success and abundance in a in a rich um, life for yourself. And listen to our bodies. Our bodies tell us a whole lot of stuff that a lot of times we don't listen to. You know, it's like really, like look and say when you're making a decision, like really get centered and grounded in your body and and see how it's feeling. You know, like are are you knotted up? Are you excited? Where are, is it that, you know, I talk a lot about the combination of the excitement and the fear, right? If those two are together, it's usually a good indication you're on the right path. You know, if it's just absolute anxiety and fear, it's like, hmm. And our bodies are first person to tell us that. Yes. They they are reliable and wise and won't, won't lead us down the wrong path for sure. Mm-hmm. So, again, just again, ask yourself, ask your body. You know, am I making this decision out of love or fear? And and it takes a while. It's a, it's just not an instantaneous thing. It's taken me a while to really get in tune with my body, and I'm not 100 percent there for sure. But I, I now that I pay attention, I'm a lot closer. Yes, and there's, I I would say I am as well. I'm practicing that more and more. Um. So I would love to switch gears a little bit and just touch on a couple of questions that we ask all of our guests. And one is, if you can think of a time that you have trusted your sacred feminine flow, whatever that looks like for you. Well, okay, once upon a time, there uh and at the time i don't know whether or not i don't think i knew that it was my feminine uh intuition um and one of the things i just like to preface it with joni is saying is that a lot of times um trusting my feminine flow has come from uh, uh, different emotions, right? So uh, it could be anger. It could be 
sadness. It could be happiness, right? I think that a lot of times when we think about the word flow, we think about it as, oh, everything's just lovely and <laughs> yummy and easeful. And it's not always that way, right? My my muse and my feminine can show up and just get, get you know, kick my ass. So I, I just wanted to make that clear because I think that we, that we get lulled into those um fairy tales that we hear sometimes about what that looks like um so you're talking well, about like the pele flow like pele the god right. of the volcano <laughs> right right yes she shows up sometimes yes yes but yeah <laughs> big time sometimes she showed up in my life more than any of the easeful flow <laughs> i love you mary pieces did yes Yes. So what I think the time, um, and it was about 12 years ago for me, is that when I made a decision to leave all that the overculture that the patriarchy deemed as what success is in our culture, right? It's six-figure income, pension plan, own my own home. You know, I was turning 50. I had this fabulous life. You know, I had friends, travel, money. Um, and that was, that's our culture's definition of success. And so, but for me, it wasn't nourishing my spirit and my soul, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, I was, and I wasn't, I was, I didn't want to leave that necessarily, right? But I just kept feeling like this tension or this, these hands on the back of my back of me going go 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 and I was going no 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 (laughs) um and when I would talk about it with the people in my life they were aghast to think that I was going to um give it all up and uh I eventually did and I moved to northern California to find myself um and it was my sacred feminine and now I know this my muse is my ancestor's who kept calling to me and uh, telling me, frankly, that my path was to bring the feminine into women's lives in whatever that is for me. And so I listened. You know, I didn't know what it looked like. I don't know how I was supposed to do that or what it even um, really meant. And so I knew, again, talking about that anger for me, it was about the way that women were treated you know, uh, throughout the world, you know, and, and where I was at the time was in the corporate world and where our gifts, as I said, weren't appreciated or valued, you know. I mean, for God's sake, we're still making 78 cents in the male dollar. Um, you know, that there, that cement ceiling um, in the leadership and, you know, the, the violence that's happening against women. So I, I was ranting and raving and I was so angry about that and I wanted to make a, a difference. And so what that did for me was it led me to look at money differently. Uh, I worked in a jewelry store for $10 an hour. I house sat. I worked in an art gallery. I didn't value stuff in the same way. You know, I co-authored a book with 18 other women called Heart of the Visionary, which is about visionary business. Um, I helped gather a tribe of women of self-identified outcasts and misfits who wanted to connect with their own creativity. <laughs> you know, and be an author of their own lives. Um, And so my bottom line became a different bottom 
line, and the bottom line was that this was nourishing my soul and I was doing work that I really loved. And so that shifted my perception of how I look at the world and look at myself and look at what is important and what I value. And that all came from from trusting the feminine flow. Yes. Yes. From listening to the nudge and maybe even the push yeah. from your your heart and from that feminine wisdom deep within you. Such a beautiful story. I, I mean, it gives me chills just hearing it. Mm, thank oh. you. And I, I hope that it gives permission to anybody listening who is is feeling those inklings because I, I think they're pretty common. And that age, I would say, you know, 40s into early 50s are a very common age for women to get a nudge if we're off course or need to adjust a bit. Really Absolutely, and I think that what also happens for, you know, the, all the women I've worked with uh, have, so many have said the same thing, is when we get into our 40s and 50s, a lot of times it's like, what do I want to do? What brings me joy? What are my offerings? Because we've been so busy taking care of everybody else in the world and and being people pleasers and you know all the other myriad of things that we are, that it takes time for us to ground into who we really are and what who our vo- what our voice really wants to say and and so that we give ourselves that time and that gentleness and that loving kindness to ourselves to figure out who that is and then go for it. Yes. Yes. Well, along with that, my uh final question for you is um what wisdom would you share with your younger self from this vantage point? I think probably most of all is to really appreciate and know and get to know my own value and not to seek the approval of others, to really work on getting to know myself deeply. You know, and to um, treat myself and the world around me with integrity and deep love. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I know, Joni, one of the things that, you know, that you're looking at in, in your work in this podcast is women and money. And I would just really say to women, you know, that comes along with knowing your own value and know your money. You know, don't give over the responsibility of your money to others. Yeah. You know, that comes along with know what's enough for you, what's coming in, what's going out, what you need, you know, and treat it with integrity and um, love as well. Amen. Yes. It It is... Uh important to be conscious and awake about your finances and what you're doing and you're right that is part of my um, message that I want to carry is please pay attention because personally I have sat with so many women who either have no idea what resources they have or whose power is cut off in some very significant ways because they have handed over 
the purse strings to someone else or let someone right. else take them. So. And uh, Yeah, and also know your resources beyond money. You know, one of the things that I get uh, um, people to do in my practice is just have, you know, make lists of people that you know. Who can you connect with? Business and, and life from a feminine paradigm is about building relationships, building connections, taking an action and going out and having lunch or tea or a walk with somebody and talking about whatever it is that you want to talk about to connect. Yes. And it makes it infinitely more pleasurable to think about doing it that way. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Than the alternative. Yes. All right, my dear Mary. So if people, if women want to get in touch with you, um, I know that they can reach you. You have an email address, which is conversations, with an S, conversations with Stella Mac at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And also at um, cosmiccowgirls.com, which is the community of misfits and creatives and artists <laughs> you help found, yes? Yes, and so uh, our work is really about intentional creativity, and so we do online and in-person workshops where you use creativity, painting, writing, to do a deep dive into getting awareness about your own uh, wisdom and gifts. And so uh, that's where I do work there. Yes, and it is beautiful, powerful work. I highly recommend it. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I really do. I believe that creativity is a really important tool for us all um, to utilize and creativity comes in many forms so you know get get your hands on paint brushes or finger paints or whatever it is drawing sticks get in the garden whatever it is for you yeah poetry slams or songwriting the whole gamut all right my dear mary well Thank you for taking your time today to be with us and sharing your wisdom. Oh, Joni, I love being in conversation with you. I love the work that you are doing and that the wisdom that you are sharing and bringing women, gathering women together in different ways. So thank you for your work in the world. Oh, you're so welcome. It's my honor and my pleasure, and thank you for helping me get to where I am today because you certainly were a big piece of that. Thank you. And it was so much fun. (laughs) Yes. And I want to send all uh, my love out to the women uh, that are listening to this and uh, wishing you all the best in creating your offerings in the world and putting your voices out there. It really is important. Yeah. And I want to Add my thanks as well for being here and for listening today. And until next time, I want to remind you to always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. 
If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.